to Mysteries and Mimosas. My name is Max Sterling, and I'm here with my wife and your co-host, Arya Sterling. Hi, everyone. And hello to you, Arya. Let's not waste any time today. What kind of mimosa did you make for me? So today's mimosa is a pomegranate mimosa. It is two ounces of pomegranate juice to four ounces of champagne, and then garnished with pomegranate seeds and an orange twist. And I think it should be uh, worth mentioning that that recipe was sent in from listener bill yes that's true it was yeah so thank you bill for the mimosa recipe we appreciate it so last week we talked about jackie beard's case if you remember jackie beard was picking blackberries when she was kidnapped sexually assaulted and murdered near her home in clarksville tennessee jackie was kidnapped on the afternoon of july 8th 19 96, and her body was found on November 8th of the same year, 1996, about 48 miles away from her home in a wooded area of Land Between the Lakes National Recreation Area. That same month, on July 25th of 1996, Lucy Meadows was reported missing in the parking lot of the Rivergate Mall in Goodlettsville, Tennessee, approximately one hour southeast of Clarksville, Tennessee, where Jackie was kidnapped. Interestingly enough, Jackie and Lucy both lived in Clarksville at the time of both incidents. Jackie lived in the area uh, called Cumberland Heights, and Lucy was living on a farm owned by her parents, Young and Tommy Meadows. The day after Lucy was reported missing, another little girl by the name of Morgan Violi was kidnapped an hour and a half northeast of Clarksville in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Morgan's body was later found in the town of White House, Tennessee, which is only about an hour east of Clarksville. So they're all in the same kind of general area there in the northern part of Tennessee, southern part of Kentucky. So we have nine-year-old Jackie Beard, seven-year-old Morgan Violi, and two-year-old Lucy Meadows. Last week we talked about Jackie Beard's case and William Rogers' appeal. This week we're going to be talking about Lucy Meadows. But before we talk about Lucy's case, you need to understand a little bit of history about Lucy's parents, Tommy and Young Meadows. Young is a Korean native and relocated to the United United States in the 1970s after marrying Larry Brookmeyer, uh, who was an American soldier. Larry and Young had a daughter together, but eventually divorced before Young met and married Tommy Meadows. Tommy was an economics professor at Austin P. State University in Clarksville, Tennessee. Tommy and Young had two children together, Daniel and Lucy. Daniel being the oldest, and Lucy was born on October 1st of 1992. In the spring of 1995, Young was attending a church where she met Hyom Sim Dai. Hyung went by the name Tammy. Um, I'm assuming that Hyung is another Korean lady because, um, best I could tell, this Methodist church where she met Hyung was uh, like pretty popular for Korean people. It was a Korean church. Okay. Um, so I just think it's kind of weird, or I guess kind of funny, that Hyung Sim Dai goes by the name Tammy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably just for ease of pronunciation, maybe, for yeah, the probably. people she lives around. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, when Tammy's husband was laid off from the military, Tammy and two of her children moved in with Tommy and Young, and although she was only supposed to stay for a few weeks, Tammy ended up staying much longer. So initially, the plan was Tammy was going to stay with Tommy and Young so she could have a place to stay while she was looking for a new place to live Um, because, they, you know, he was laid off from the military, so they were going to look for housing off base. Well, where did he go? Who? Tammy's husband. Well, I don't know. 
Um, I, you know, there's information out there that says Tammy and, and her husband got divorced, but there's not a whole lot of information because it, it's not, you know, Tammy plays a role, but it's not a super big role. I mean, that we know of yet. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she was only going to move in with them for a couple of weeks, but she ended up staying for a lot longer. And um, a couple months go by and Tammy's not even looking for a place to live. So it's kind of creating a little bit of a rift between uh, Young and Tommy. Understandably so. I mean, it's her and her two kids. I don't know what size home they lived in, but, you know, three extra people in your house is, is a lot, especially when you were only planning on having them for, there for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't know how big the house is. I mean, I know it's a farm, um, but, but you know, I can tell you that you're absolutely right. I mean, anytime you have somebody, even if it's family staying with you for, you know, any length of time, um, unless it's my mother-in-law, she could stay with us forever because I'm one of the rare people that like my mother-in-law. Oh my um, but you know, you, you start having your space encroached on and you, you, you know, it's going to cause problems. So that, and like, you know, like I said, this did cause problems between Tommy and Young. It especially caused problems for Tommy and Young when Young suggested that Tammy just move in with them permanently. It didn't sit well with Tam- with Tommy. And in fact, uh, Tommy said that he noticed Young's behavior started changing after she started hanging out with Tommy, or sorry, with Tammy. Tommy thought Tammy was a bad influence on Young. So after several arguments with Young about Tammy, Tommy left to spend the night somewhere else in an effort to cool off. Young told Tommy, I, I mean, I guess this upset her because Young told Tommy, you know, don't come back. And so Tommy didn't. As a result of this whole issue with Tammy, Tommy and Yang ended up separating. So Tommy leaves, and Yang and Tammy just continue living in the house. That's Yes, okay. exactly. The- so in March of 1996, Tommy learned from his neighbors that Lucy was out wandering around on the road, crying early one morning without proper clothing for the weather in March. And I guess during this time when Lucy was out wandering around on the road, Tammy was supposed to be babysitting Lucy while Yang was away at work. And the neighbors said when they, you know, grabbed Lucy and took her back to the house that they had to pound on the door in order to get Tammy to even answer. I'm guessing she was sleeping since it was in the early morning hours. She's not watching Lucy, obviously, and it took a while for her to answer the door. Right. Yeah. Who knows what she was doing? She definitely wasn't taking care of her because, I mean, they had to pound on the door just to get her to come to the door and... Well, and she's only three years old, correct? Yeah. Lucy is. And so she was able to get out and then be wandering around in the road. Yeah, and I don't know what that looked like. Did she have shoes on? You know, all, all it says, you know, all that they said was that she wasn't properly dressed for March. So apparently because this big issue with Tammy inserting herself into their relationship, causing such a big rift between them to the point where Tommy leaves, they get separated, Tammy's neglecting her duty to babysit when Young trusts her with the kids, with Tommy's kids. Um, Tommy began the eviction process to remove Tammy from the home. The evic- I'm surprised. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm surprised it took him so long to begin that eviction process. He didn't want her there to begin with, and he let it push him out of his own home. Right. And it took, I guess, this incident with Lucy for him to be like, nope, I'm, I'm going to do the do this eviction, you're not going to be here with my kids anymore. Yeah, so Tommy, 
when he filed for the eviction, the original hearing was set for mid-July. But Tammy's attorney told the judge Tammy couldn't come to court. It doesn't, you know, the, the news article that I read didn't provide any reason why Tammy couldn't make it. But I'm guessing, I mean, she couldn't even make it to the door. She's sleeping. She's probably sleeping again. <laughs> she, sleep, she slept in. She probably slept in. So, I mean, that doesn't set the best precedent for this eviction process. So they schedule a hearing. She decides she can't make it for whatever reason. We don't know what it is. The attorney says, hey, my, my client can't be here today. And so the judge doesn't just continue it. He continues it for two months. So now she's going to be able to stay in the house for, at a minimum, two more months. And Tommy's going to have to deal with this problem. I'm just surprised that the judge didn't just rule in Tommy's favor and say, look, you didn't show up for the hearing. We've had it scheduled. You were notified. We're going to proceed with the eviction, and you're going to have to be out of the house by this date. I mean, it's not her house. Well, no. That's frustrating. Yeah, it's not her house, number one. And number two, Tommy has, you know, he feels so out of place that he leaves and gets a different place. So, yeah, you would think that the judge would understand the urgency behind that. Right. To get the eviction process going. But, you know, when somebody stays with you, it's not like, and you know, the civil process is not like you could just kick them out. Once they take up residency, you have to follow that eviction process. No, I get that. I I understand that. I'm just surprised that the judge is not only continuing it because she just decided she couldn't show up, but he's continuing it out so far. Two months now. So it's two more months that Tommy has to arrange for wherever he's staying at. And he has to worry about this lady being around his kids. It just... Yeah, he's yeah. Paying, paying bills in two different households, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, I, I actually feel really bad for Tommy throughout this whole thing, and, and you'll see why. The The interesting thing that I saw is the correlation between, and I don't know, it just kind of stuck out with me when I was researching this case. Because remember, the first eviction hearing was set in the mid in mid-July. Mm-hmm. I don't have a date when that eviction hearing was, but, it, but the news article that I read said that it was in mid-July. Well, on July 25th of 1996, Young was at the Rivergate Mall in Goodlettsville, Tennessee, when she reported Lucy missing. Yeah, that, that is interesting that all of these things are happening right around the same time, within days of each other. Yeah, it is. I think it's suspicious. So according to Young, she went to the Rivergate Mall to see if she could sell some of her woven handcrafts at a consignment store, um, at a flea market that they sometimes hold near the mall. Young said when she parked at the Rivergate Mall, she let Lucy out of the back driver's side seat of the car, walked around to the passenger side to retrieve some items, and when she returned, or when she turned around, um, Lucy was gone. Hmm. Young said Lucy's disappearance happened within a minute. And when she noticed Lucy missing, she started looking around the parking lot, asking several shoppers if they saw Lucy, prompting one bystander to call the police from a cell phone. Young said Lucy was wearing a blue dress, white socks, and sandals. Okay, so she's saying all of this happened within one minute, and yet she never heard anything, she never saw anything, and... I mean, she's literally there within a minute and doesn't see anybody walking away, running away, a car driving away, nothing. That doesn't even add up. You know, there were a couple witnesses that said they saw like a champagne-colored van, something like that. Um, and, you know, another witness said that they saw, you know, somebody with a little girl. But, you know, police never had any leads to go on to verify any of those things because they don't know if that, you know, those people 
were actually there with their kid or if they took Lucy, like they, right. they don't have any idea of anything because they just didn't have enough information. There wasn't a lot of evidence. There wasn't a lot of information available and to them. No surveillance cameras, I take it, or anything? There was one panning surveillance camera on the mall, but it didn't catch anything um, with Lucy anyway. I mean, it, it caught Yang parking in the, you know, parking in the parking lot and looking for Lucy but it never did it, it never show Lucy. Lucy. Oh, interesting. When police arrived, they searched the stores inside the mall. They searched the mall property and the surrounding area, but they never they never found any signs of Lucy. In fact, police never saw any evidence of Lucy ever being at the mall with Young. See, that's what I was getting at. If if they have Young on camera parking, getting out, walking around, asking people about Lucy, but they never saw Lucy, was she ever with her? I mean. Right. She would yeah, be on that's camera. The question. So. And you know, there were no good witnesses, no physical evidence, no security footage of her ever arriving. And several weeks later, Yang changed her statement to police, stating that she could have been distracted for ten to fifteen minutes rather than her original statement that Lucy was gone within a minute. Hmm. Okay. Still though, I, I just imagine going to the mall and maybe I don't know, maybe I'm just a different than young as a mother but there's no way I'm leaving my daughter standing outside in a mall parking lot for any length of time without either holding her hand or being right there with her not at two years old what are you distracted by for 10 to 15 minutes and so here's the thing and I wish I could travel in time because I would love to be on this case to interview young because both of those statements make zero sense to me. Yeah. The first one being, oh, well, it was only like a minute or maybe a couple minutes, a couple different conflicting news statements. Either way, that short amount of time, you don't see a car, you don't see any people, you right. don't see anything within that very short amount of time. And conversely, 10 to 15 minutes goes by, you're right. That doesn't make sense either because how can you be getting crafts out of a vehicle for 10 to 15 minutes right. and not... And not notice anything. Yeah, I mean, if you really break it down, that whole story doesn't make any sense. So your plan is to get these crafts out of your car and take them inside to this flea market that's happening inside the mall. But for some reason, you take your daughter out first and let her hang around in the parking lot. Well, then you're going to go to the other side of the car, gather all of these crafts. I don't know how many there were, but obviously a lot if it takes 10 to 15 minutes to gather them. And then there's a ton of that. Like, it has to be a lot, right? If you're taking all this time, gathering them, going inside. I mean, what was your plan? You're going to have Lucy just hanging out while you carry these crafts or whatever it was into them. I mean, I don't know. It just, that whole thing just doesn't make sense to me on why, why she would do it that way. Why wouldn't you go get everything together, get ready to take it inside, then take your daughter out, go inside together? I don't know. Well, and remember, she didn't... I mean, the news article says that she went there because sometimes they have a flea market there, and that's what she was there for. Right, so, so she doesn't even, even know. know if if it... there was a flea market, she doesn't even know. And she doesn't live there. Right, this was like an... Was this an hour away from her house, or...? Yeah, it's about an hour. It's about 50 minutes. Okay, so wouldn't you pick up the phone and call and say, hey, are you guys doing the flea market today? Before you drive an hour away and then 
have your daughter stand in the parking lot while you gather all this stuff and you don't even know if it's happening and I don't know the whole story doesn't really make sense to me no it doesn't make any sense to me either and I'm sure it didn't make a whole lot of sense to the police either because um they, they you know they polygraphed her and we'll talk about that in a second but initially Tommy defended Young's change statement saying I don't believe there was any intent on her part to deceive anyone she's a good person a good mother but that changed when she took those polygraph tests they questioned her about Lucy's disappearance, which revealed Young showed deception in mm. two different, I don't know if it's two different tests at two different times. You know, a lot of times they'll, uh, people will think that they're taking two tests because they'll ask a series of questions, you know, multiple times. So they'll have the questions ready and then they'll go through them one time and then they'll take a break and they'll go through it again. So I don't know if it was one polygraph test that she took in where that's the scenario or if it was two different dates. Okay. But so Tommy then stopped defending her after the results came in? 18 days after Lucy's disappearance, Young filed for divorce, citing irreconcilable differences and inappropriate marital conduct. Hold on. I just, I'm going to just take a pause here and say I'm proud of you. That's a difficult word for you to say. It's like sometimes I have a hard time with the word aluminum. So, I mean, anyway. irreconcilable? Yeah. That's, that's not that hard. Sometimes you stumble on that one. So on irreconcilable. Yeah, I don't think I've ever stumbled <laughs> like you're making on me sound like a liar right now. You're saying it like 15 times in a row with no issue. But guys, there were issues before. They're just edited out. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Prove it. <laughs> I I don't. I think it gets deleted. I don't know yeah, what you do you with that. Well, 18 days after Lucy's disappearance, Young filed for divorce, citing irreconcilable differences and inappropriate marital conduct. Tommy denied that claim and asked the court for a dismissal, which was granted. I, I guess I don't really understand how divorce proceedings work, because I thought if somebody filed for divorce and whatever that the it's reason, automatic? yeah, like the it's just going to go through the process because obviously one person doesn't want to be married to the other person, but then the judge is like, oh yeah, I don't, I'm yeah, good. I'll something just else it. I've learned. It's not even that easy to get an annulment. And one day I might tell that story. Okay. <laughs> it's not It's not me. I've never asked for an annulment. Well, I was wondering. I was going to be like, do you know from personal experience? Did you I try to get an annulment? I do know from personal experience, and it didn't have anything to do with me. But the person that's probably listening to this will tell her story on this show one day. Okay. So if one day I'm like, you know what? Max and I have irreconcilable differences, and I don't want to be married to him anymore. I can go to the judge and tell them that, and the judge can say, too bad, you're going to stay married to him, I'm dismissing this. Well, They can force you. I don't think that's right. You can't just force someone to stay married to someone. I don't know a whole lot about that. I don't either, but... And I don't want to find out, so I'm, that's why I'm really nice to you. <laughs> so... Okay, sorry, moving on. I, I just yeah, had thanks. to... I had to try to understand that, but... Okay, perfect. We can move on now? <laughs> yes. So Young's petition for divorce was dismissed for lack of proof. But on March 25th of 1997, now this is after, obviously, um, after Lucy was missing, okay. Tommy filed a counter-complaint asking the court to grant the divorce on the grounds of inappropriate marital behavior or adultery. Hmm. The divorce was granted, and this is where I really feel bad for Tommy. Because remember... 
Tommy was now, you know, moved out of his house because he couldn't, you know, settle things with Yang because of this Tammy person. You know, everything came crashing down. His daughter is missing. The The court ordered Tommy to pay $750.75 a month in child support alone for Daniel. The court also ordered Tommy to pay $1,000 a month in spousal support and $3,000 in attorney fees, all of which was to be paid on Tommy's salary, which he took home about $2,800 per month. How's so. he going to do that? Just that's over half of his income. Right. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's unfortunate. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't pay child support. There's lots of of situations where, uh, you know, parents need to pay child support. There's a lot of situations where parents need to pay child support and they don't. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, in this case, it's just it's just super sad to see how, you know, Tammy just comes into the picture and everything comes crashing down. And now Tommy's paying for two households. Right. Event, essentially, he has a missing daughter. Young statements aren't making any sense. So that's where, that's where I feel bad for him. Yeah. So one year later, actually one year to the day, police said that a new witness had came forward claiming to have had the exact same encounter with Young at a Clarksville mall on July 25th of 1996. So the same day. But it wasn't reported till a year later. Why? Well... It wasn't reported until a year later because the witness in that case was working night shift. And she said, well, number one, she wanted to remain um, out of the public eye, not anonymous. You know, she was she just didn't want public to know who she was. Okay. Um, But she was working night shift and she claims that she hadn't seen any of the media coverage about Lucy. So I wonder what made her come forward then or what sparked that memory in her mind, maybe she saw a news broadcast on the anniversary since it was a year later. Could be. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's it's. I thought it was kind of interesting at first when I was reading this that she would have that good of a memory a year later to say, "Hey, on July twenty fifth, I had the same experience in Clarksville." Right on the on the date. Yeah, I think you would remember having that experience. I think if somebody came up and said, "Hey, my daughter's missing," and you help them look in the parking lot for her. But yeah, to to remember the exact date and everything. Well, yeah. And so I think I know the reason why. So the witness told police she arrived at the Governor's Square Mall with her family at about the same time as Yang did on that date, the July 25th date. The witness said she saw Yang wandering around saying she had lost her child. Yang told the witness Lucy vanished while Yang was distracted organizing handcrafts that she hoped to sell at the mall. This is the exact same story that Young reported to police in Goodlettsville at the Rivergate Mall. So the witness helped Young look for Lucy in the rows of cars, but the witness's son told her to stop. According to the witness's son, he thought Young was crazy, and he said that Young never had a child with her in the parking lot. Later that day, this is why I think the witness remembers it to be that day because later that day she called the police and asked if anyone had reported a missing child, but the police told her no. Okay. And so this is, these jurisdictions are about an hour apart from each other. So they probably wouldn't have known anyway. They Um, wouldn't have been put like two and two together necessarily, even if that did happen. I don't know. It could be, but you know, and, and that's a, that's a good point to make but the news article that reports this that's you know where the police told her no they also according to the news article they also told her but there was a missing child reported in Goodlettsville 
Oh. So maybe she just didn't put two and two together and kind of figure it out. Because really, why would you? you right. Know, because she's like, oh, well, I was at the Clarksville Mall. Yeah, it's an hour away. It's an so hour it's away. Not the it same. doesn't have anything to do with this. Okay. Interesting. Police noticed discrepancies between Young Meadows' statement and Tammy's statement. So they asked Tammy to take a polygraph test, but Tammy refused. Hmm. What, do you know what that discrepancy was or like what Tammy's statement was? I don't know either of those two things. I don't know her statement and I don't know what the discrepancy is. Police continued to follow up on tips involving the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations, the FBI, and the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. Searches were conducted on the Meadows farm. Cadaver dogs were used on the farm and the dogs indicated that there could be something in the pond on the property, but no signs of Lucy were ever found. Police also followed an anonymous tip by searching with cadaver dogs on the banks of Spring Creek, and the dogs indicated a spot along the creek, prompting police to use divers to search the waters there, but again, no signs of Lucy were found. They did find a pair of sunglasses near where the cadaver dogs hit on that Spring Creek. Hmm. It's been 27 years since Lucy has been gone, and it's been 13 years since Tommy Meadows passed. Tommy died on Monday, December 6th, 2010, at the Gateway Medical Center in Clarksville, Tennessee. Tommy served in the United States Navy and was still teaching with his doctorate in economics at the Austin P. State University when he passed. Tommy was teaching there for 32 years. Wow. And he spent 14 years not knowing whatever happened to Lucy. That's horrible. It is horrible. Do you know whatever happened to Young? I don't know what happened to Yong. I've not seen anything that happened to Yong. Um, I, I think that she's still in the United States because I don't see anything that indicates she went back to Korea. Well, the reason I ask that is she probably still had a lot of family in Korea, I imagine. Maybe. Could be. I don't know. She, I know she came here in the 1970s, you said. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure she still had family over there. So do you think it's a possibility that she just sent Lucy over there in order to further get under Tommy's skin or, you know, get back at him for whatever I, I don't issues think, they have. I don't think so. I thought about that, but I don't think so now, only because if she was trying to get at Tommy by sending her kids to Korea, so I think that I think that would have been revealed by now. It would have been revealed by now, and don't you think she would have sent Daniel too? She would have sent both kids. That's true. That's a good point. Another good point I'd like to make is I think that somebody knows something, obviously. Whether it's Young, whether it's Tammy or both of them, or some stranger that picked Lucy up in the mall parking lot as Young claims. Somebody knows something, and I find it hard to believe that somebody can go this long, from 1996 until 2024 now, without saying something, slipping up and saying something to somebody. So if anyone out there does have any information or any tips in this case, please reach out to the Goodlitzville Police Department at 615-851-5111. And don't forget to visit us at mysteriesandmimosas.net. There you can find all the source material for this episode, as well as photos and other information. Yeah, and there's a box that pops up. You can chat directly with us. It'll send us an email. doesn't actually go to Aria's phone. But there you can give us mimosa recipes, suggestions, episode suggestions, or you could just say, hey. Yeah, we like we'd love to. He- yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And where else are we now? 
Uh, we are on Instagram at Mysteries and Mimosas Podcast. Facebook and now... YouTube. That's right. We're now YouTubers. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty much YouTube famous <laughs> with my total of three views. And actually, I'm not even going to take credit for it. That's you. You probably have the three views. And there's nothing on there, really. It's just audio. So don't get too excited. You're not going to see this beautiful face on YouTube. Wow. Yet. Yeah, maybe. maybe in the future. Yeah, maybe in the future I'll be a famous YouTuber. But in... What was I going to say? But in the meantime... But in the meantime, let's raise our glasses to Lucy Meadows. Cheers. Cheers.